Action Park Media. Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon. I am Kevin Connolly in the live room going old school Irish crickets. Here we go. Click. Nice. I'm drinking mm. water. Maybe I'll join you later. And guys, big day for the old guys. I mean, you know, listen, we're getting up there and Phil Mickelson won the PGA. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Our dear, dear friend, Phil Mickelson, <laughs> who's on Entourage, who I got on Entourage, too. I, uh... You did get on Entourage, but that's not going to, you're not going to rest on that. We need him on this. We need I'm going to try and get him on here, too. You DM him, you see what yeah, happens. I but, don't uh, have his number anymore because I lost you that You don't phone need phone a number. It's 2021. You DM him on Instagram, yeah. but I cannot believe, I mean, he's 51 next month, I think. And battling it out with my another buddy, my Brooks Kepka, whose girlfriend was also on the show. Jenna Sims was on wow, That's right. You know, that's right. I, I didn't know who to root for. It was really a tough situation, but you know, Phil, in the end, I'm being his age, Brooks will get plenty more shots at it. I mean, Brooks has as many uh, majors already almost as Phil. He's got, he's he's got, got four, yeah. and Phil now has six. Six. That's that's big time. Also, yeah. too, I, I mean, I love Brooks. I, I like the way he just plays with a chip on his shoulder. But yeah. he's been he was kind of complaining a little bit about the crowd and right. No, 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 I didn't no, know. I that. read it. What do you mean? It, it, it was tough. I jumped right from that to the Knicks. So what I happened couldn't... is the guy had knee surgery, and on the 18th, 500 people surrounded Phil. Oh yeah, he couldn't get back to the. Green. No one gave a shit about him. The guy's yeah. like, I don't know, is the number one golfer in the world, isn't he? Or no, top, he's not. Top he's not. seven, right? I guess. Top well, five. he's been injured. So he hasn't been playing. And nobody even thought he would do as well as he did because he was coming off of surgery. But he played great. But they but, almost but ran him it over. It was ridiculous. They, the cops, they should have roped the people off until he got to the green. He got locked up in the crowd. Here's all I'm saying is when you're looking at, you know, history. It's a 50-year-old guy. Maybe Brooks Kepka goes, all right, this is a kind of a shit show, but just roll with it. He was pretty outspoken. Yeah. About security in the crowd, and I get it; it's a major, and you know. Well, but he's also, they, they protected mean, Phil, and yeah. they left him in the uh, crowd with his is, bad knee. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with Brooks. That's a hundred million dollar knee right there, and you don't want to get run over. Even That's if it's by the way, I, I Phil, didn't think about that. I am sure Phil was nervous as hell too. That was a little bit scary. While yeah. it was cool, and the the photos will look sick. It's really old school. Yeah. It was like you see that in the old days, but you don't see that anymore. I also he had to two putt that. I I can two putt that, and knock that home for the win. Maybe. Well, if he two putted it and Brooks one putted, you're going no, into he a needed, playoff. No, though. he I mean, needed to two putt for the win. Yeah. And at what was he, 12 feet out? Like that, Phil, the Phil does that in his sleep. He was celebrating when he walked onto the green. He probably if he was, but if he three putts that, he got problems. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, but, you know, look, we had the line on the show. He's melting down like Mickelson at Wingfoot, which we almost lost him on the show. <laughs> but, I mean, there is nothing in, in my mind that would be more nerve wracking than putting for, I mean, that, that putt yeah. to Phil Mickelson is probably worth. $25 million. I mean, yeah. he is going to become the biggest thing ever now. Maybe, and, and it's maybe, more importantly his legacy. Yeah. Now he just takes another step above all these other golfers. Maybe I don't two-putt that. Under, <laughs> I don't know. Under that pressure, it just didn't look that far. There's no way that Phil Mickelson... I think you could have two-putted that. Right, and he he's there. one of the best, right? He two-putts it and he's... And I he's, think yeah. where the nerves... But he's been known to miss little short putts. Right, right. He gets yippy sometimes. Right. The nerves would have come in for me when he was coming out of the road. Well, you've there. never been a pressure guy. <laughs> no, no, I am a pressure guy. Actually, I love the pressure. But when you're in those that deep rough like that, and yeah. you could have just flown it right... Imagine he just he just skinned it, sculled it right over the, uh, the into the water off the he, thing. He I mean, sculled one at Wingfoot on yeah. 18. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, First I mean, he went in the trees, and then he missed it left, and then he went over the green. Oh. So, yeah, stuff can happen. 
You know, also, too, just a reminder, we just watched this episode together, which I think we should do because it was so much more fun. We sat, uh, it was in, a the, laugh, it, yeah. we sat in the uh, here in the office at Action Park and we watched season three, episode three, Dominated is the name of it. Guys yeah. and Dolls is 304. Yeah. We'll get there. Look but at Connolly. But anyway, we all sat down and watched. It was, was you know, it was fun. Um, Great but episode. Anyway, Phil, you know, I think Brooks Kepka is awesome. I root for him. But Phil winning that at 50 and almost 51 is amazing. And, and God bless And him. he looked so. like totally zen, too. He yeah. wasn't his usual uh, self. He's been meditating and that kind of thing. He was, was, he was amazing. amazing. He looked good out there, that's for sure. Yeah. And then on a sad note, like Phil's a legend, another legend died last week, which uh, we didn't get to talk about, Charles Grodin, who oh, yeah. is honestly one of my favorites. And, you know, I always talk about with Connolly, we used to talk about reactions. Well, he's like a great straight man, Grodin, right? He's the mm. best in the world, but the reactions of him, and, and for anyone who doesn't know who I'm talking about, Midnight oh. Run obviously is a classic. Seems like mm-hmm. old times. Amazing. The original Heartbreak Kid, one of my favorite movies. I was actually supposed to direct the remake at one point, but... uh, They went with Ben Stiller instead? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a mistake. They started slumming it, and they went with Ben Stiller. That remake was a catastrophe. The original is one of the best ever. Neil Simon, and... It's tough to remake that. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the version I was doing was staying as close to the original as possible. They went far away from it in the remake, but the original, everyone should watch. Sybil Shepard is is genius, and uh, it's really a great movie, but... Grodin, one of the reasons, you know, I used to talk to Connolly about this because there's two actors that are the reaction masters to me. It's Alan Arkin and Charles Grodin and anyone who, well, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, but you know what I mean. From yeah, our, not you're going to go way back. You're going to drop me out of the uh, equation. <laughs> but yeah. you guys, you Piven as well are, are masters. But I used to talk to Connolly about this because early on, Connolly was not into the reaction stuff. And then he became really great at it. And even while we were just watching season three, episode three, you see some really awesome awesome reactions of Conley, and I feel that you grew a little bit during the show. Well, yeah, because also, and, you know, Doug and I have talked about it, and, and as you get into filmmaking, you learn how important reaction shots are because you need somewhere to go, right? So you need to be able to cut away to something to, you know, so it took me a second, Doug, but you did. You, uh, well, you comedy is reacting. really reacting, and if you watch the great comedies of all time, and Dylan, you are the master of stealing a scene, as we just saw while we were watching this, <laughs> but, you know, the, the great comedies, when you watch The In-Laws, the original In-Laws with Alan Arkin and Peter Falk, you see Arkin just tearing up the scenery with no dialogue. It's amazing, and it's something you should all watch. Dylan, let me just stop you right there, Doug. I'm going to bring Dylan up to speed on what's been happening behind the scenes here at Action (laughs) Uh Park. So Doug's kicking around the idea of maybe doing a solo podcast here at Action Park. Yeah, he's told me he wants to do more podcasts. He's, he's kick, great at he's it. He's kicking it around. He yeah. wants to basically be in here without you and I making fun of him. And, and he wants <laughs> what? to. Without you and I abusing him. And, he, and, he, and, he, and what do you think of Doug doing his own podcast? We're talking I'm, about Doug I'm covering. totally good with it. It's good, right? Yeah, as long as it doesn't affect this. It's I, not going to affect this. I love this podcast. I'm having a great time. And, yeah. It won't, it won't I will af- not allow it to affect this. No. Yeah, it won't. It, was that a threat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, won't, it won't affect us at all. And actually, uh, I, I you guys will come on it. I'm trying to figure out what would be a good idea for it. And there's so many ideas that I have around. And even while we're talking about Groden, you know, obviously Bill Simmons has rewatchables, which is a good podcast. But I, I do want to talk about classic movies, how they inspired me, things that, that I use to kind of motivate me in my thing. But also in the, in the podcast world, everybody's like, wow, when are you doing another TV show? When are you doing this? Which I'm supposed to do this thing in London. We'll see what happens. But to be honest with you, I'm really liking this. I feel like I should have done this 30 years ago rather than uh, than, than write scripts by myself in a house. This but. isn't going to affect the reboot by any <laughs> no, chance, is it? Not. Come on, it Doug. You're a writer, man. But this Doug, is fun, but Doug wants we got to get you writing Entourage again. 
Doug wants to do like a, um, you know, a breakdown of old comedies and, you mm-hmm. know, Neil Simon and some of the great kind of, you know, yeah. uh, look at you know. something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Colin, I spent Legendary some... movies and all the. Uh... It would be cool. And you guys will come on and talk about different yeah. ones also. But also, I don't know. Conley and I were kicking around some ideas. Something some... about edibles. You <laughs> got to be. You got to watch the movie on edibles. I would like the three of us to watch some movies on edibles. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I still can't get the dosage right. So I don't know. I'll be sleeping. That would be great, though, to see Dylan on the wrong dosage. I can tell you that we're not. Around. We're not going to eat edibles and watch movies. I We're mean, just not. It's, we're not. it's hard enough to do this. We're going to do a. Well, separate- anyone out there who's got any ideas for me? Also, I'm looking for a cool young sidekick. You know, I'm getting up there. It's like, but what are you would- trying to say about me and Kyle? No, no, no. Well, the, that's exactly the young. point. He doesn't want. Uh, he wants a, like a very clear sidekick. Like speak when spoken to, <laughs> yes. kind of a sidekick. Yeah, unlike us, unlike us, who yeah, we do talk what, on top of them. We do whatever we want, and Doug wants. You will know when it's your turn to talk, and you will know when it is not your turn to talk. You ever see those? Which I will not use on my dog, even though some trainers say they work. But they're the shock collar. I want my sidekick to have that. <laughs> a shock oh, collar. You'd probably oh, like to put one on us, Connor. Oh my Sad. god, I would you love that. Zap us. Oh, if I could zap, we Bill should do that. He'd be zapping us for the wrong reasons. Though. Every That's every the uh, episode, though, someone has to wear the collar. Exactly. So uh, you got to wear that collar. Oh, wait, that would be pretty too. funny. That would be a great episode. That's barbaric. But we, we are we are looking for the hook for Doug and I and I and I told Doug as far as my involvement I will be in the building I will be in yeah. the, I will be on the premises I'm always You might I, be in the booth occasionally I yeah. might pop in for the booth for a comment here or there but I I have my hands full I, I got cannot, an idea Doug I think you should do old classics and each week, we're going to, all right, next week, we're going to focus on whatever classic you want to do. Right. And you break it down. Casablanca. And you, you know have to I mean? watch the movie. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be I, really I, cool. I, I, I'd love to come in for something. I love the old movie. So. I love it. So I like that. And I also want to do, you know, I'm trying to How many to fi- podcasts do you want to do, bro? No, no, no. I don't mean a separate one. I'm trying to find <laughs> how to combine podcasts. this. But I like what, what I like is, and I think people on my Instagram like, which I'm trying to find more positivity in my life, but there's some real assholes out there. And I like- You got to ignore them. No, yeah. I like fighting with them. These are the people that are going to be listening to his podcast. Is that like, bad? Though? But I want to talk to them. Like I, I like a guy today. You want to win them over? Yeah. Like no, no. I want to ruin them. You just I want okay, to hurt. You them. want to hurt them? Yeah. He no. wants to. He wants to understand. I want to find out what's wrong with them. Like today, some jerk off, uh, big, big Rick. By the way, was his nickname. What a loser. But uh, anyway, He's big dude. You bought, might want to watch out for man. Nah, I'm not He's worried big. about Rick. I got a lot of guns at the house. What but did I'm, Big Rick say? Big Rick said something like, "I, I, I looked like um, uh, Michael Phelps." Uh, brother or something. I, it was like an I, I insult. Take that as a compliment. It was an insult. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I you look like a, an athlete. Yeah, I look like a <laughs> fucking 30-time gold medal. Multiple gold. Whatever it was. The guy, just so you know, Big Rick, if you're listening, you ugly motherfucker. All like, he's oh. doing is encouraging. <laughs> he's encouraging. No, You're but encouraging I'm not, like, it's just so, like when someone starts to, to go at you about this, I see Kevin Kurgan in the booth. He's like, uh-oh, here it gets well, Doug. Kevin, he gets nervous. Kevin, he hits the edit. Write that down. Doug's getting nasty. Kevin Kurgan is taking copious notes on <laughs> how he's going to cut your venom out of this episode. Well, it's true, though. I'm trying to find the positivity, but when they come at you, like no one comes at Dylan, which is great, and they probably will come at me when I want to do my own podcast because I get it. They These come guys at anyway. are the stars. I get it. All right. But I enjoy it. And the truth is, is I don't need it to make money. I just need to not let it lose money for Action Park Media because that would be the biggest nightmare ever. If I have to walk in here and have Conley and the crew, like great downloads yesterday. Yeah, big number. You really pulled a big number. So let, let's get right down to it, Doug. And, and I get it. 
you're a little concerned about what your numbers look like. Oh, I'm Dylan nervous as hell. I got a feeling he's going to be calling us in a lot, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, Dylan's like, doing this more than victory. I don't like coming in on my day off. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to lie. It's a nerve-wracking thing. Every time you start something, even though, again, this is unlike a TV show, which is why, why don't you want to do another TV show? Because you spend like four years on it, and then God forbid it doesn't work. It's over like that. The podcast, I could have up and running in 10 days. It cost us a couple of hundred mm. bucks. If it doesn't work, I get a little humiliation and we move on. Yeah. Right. And and the fact is, and I told you this, the truth is that the only people that would see the numbers would be you and I. What if you gave them up? You know, my old roommate. I wouldn't do that to You me. know what my old roommate did? My old roommate was like the voice. Back in the day, William Morris Agency had a voice announcement that everyone in this town listened to every week. He would oh, give yeah. the top 10 breakdown of movies. Well, yeah, you would be able to call a number over the weekend and find out how your movie's doing. Yeah, and you, oh, you right. there was no internet, so you were not finding it out any right. other way. William Morris Agency and Brian Share was the voice of that. And Brian, the day Kissing a Fool came oh, out, didn't do, it didn't do the numbers that, whatever, again, it was an independent movie, but it didn't do very well. And I remember Brian Share being like, and in 11th place, <laughs> ooh, Jesus, Kissing <laughs> a Fool. And like, sorry, Doug. <laughs> so that was rough. Here's what I think about your podcast. I think that, just Based on, you know, obviously we'll promote it here on Victory. I think that you're gonna get you're gonna get the initial. I like the I like the numbers on your first episode, and then I think you're gonna sink or swim based on the quality of the podcast. But I think th- that the listeners are gonna give you a fair. Oh wow, mm-hmm. Conley, Conley was what he was basically saying is is that Victory has enough pull to give me a starting I, point, I, I, but I, my I, talent will have to win out. We're Listen, gonna launch you, and then you're on your own. <laughs> if he did a third of the, and I'm not saying this like as whereas if we're Joe Rogan, but Victory does very well. If you did a third of the numbers of Victory, you'd be in good shape. I, and I think he's great, Doug. I think you're going to kill it because you're, I, I feel like you're the quarterback of this Yeah, he's show, a point guard. So. All right, well, I appreciate it. So anyone who's got any ideas, I'm looking for a good sidekick. I'm looking for a good name. I had some little things I'd that I love the up movie, with. the classic movie. Do one, a different one or maybe do right. two. Each uh, oh, no, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Really I think one, in. and you do a classic. But I also, Connolly and I were talking this weekend. I was I was on some edibles, but we were talking about <laughs> dreadful Doug's dialing, where people call in and we just fight or dialed in with dreadful Doug. Yeah, he wants Doug wants to. Oh, uh, you want to argue with people? He wants to get. <laughs> he wants to argue with people. He wants to yeah, get his yeah. anger. Out. That's cool. <laughs> Is that an argument? No, if someone says you look like an ugly Michael Phelps. Can I argue that? Is well, that you like want to get him on the pot? You want to give him a platform? Uh, I you're want, a good uh, arguer. I mean, you're hard to beat. <laughs> His words cut deep. His words cut deep. Hey, guys, well, by the way, I have an idea on that cookbook, too. I think the three of us should do the cookbook. We'll call Victory the cookbook. You got some ideas on cooking, right, Kev? I, I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty good cook. I might and, not be Dylan, and I might not be Sarah and, Sanders. And, Doug, I know uh, with Sarah, she's right. got all kinds. We could come up with some great Sarah's stuff Sarah's the one behind. Victory the cookbook. What do I you just think, guys? Like, I like it a lot. I like that you're including me. I like. I, I feel yeah, like I'm part I want of the, you in. the club. That's good. You know what? I want you in. Maybe we'll do that separate podcast together. Yeah, I'll right. use Dylan. Well, we just dump Connolly and start something. <laughs> Dylan's on the cover of that one, too. It's Please, like, <laughs> dump me. Dreadful <laughs> Doug. It's no, like, it's, do me a favor. Kevin Dillon, a giant shot of Kevin Dillon, and Dreadful Doug with like a little picture of me in the corner. I like By the it, way, though. guys, have you noticed the merch I'm wearing today? Excellent. Huh? Yeah. Doug? We also have Josh Applebaum in the house today. Who does our stuff. And look, yeah. Nick's. Oh, Met. that's, yeah, that's Nick's awesome. Nick's Mets 
Islanders. I was so, going to wear that, you know, the, but it was it's a little steamy in here. Oh, it's me, so hot. You know? I well, sweat like fat Elvis. Yeah. That's why I'm hoping. By the way, if I don't get numbers on whatever my You'll podcast is, do you know what they'll be doing? They're like, no air conditioning, no editor, no water, <laughs> nothing. We're like, how can we squeeze this guy out of the lineup? That's <laughs> like going to be an officer and a gentleman. I, I got nowhere else gonna to, to go. You're going to have to work on after hours when this place is closed. Yeah, I mean, that was, remember that line? Don't, when, when they when, cut us off? When you get at cut the bar? When you get cut off at the bar. Don't, don't you do it! Don't you do <laughs> it! I got, I got nowhere else, else to go! <laughs> we used to do that. The poor, the poor bartender would be like, oh, gosh, every night we do the same thing. It's a line from Officer and a Gentleman. The first time I heard Dylan do it, I was hysterically laughing because I knew exactly <laughs> what it was. And sometimes that joke will go over people's heads. Yeah, I got yeah, it yeah. right You away. have to it's know hilarious. the movie. But yeah. then you started chiming in last time. Yeah, uh, I love it because yeah. Lou Gossett's trying to throw Richard Gear out of the out of the Navy, Marines. out of the Marines. And um, he, he, he says, that's it, you're out. And he told you, told you, I got no place left to go. I think it was Dylan the, turned that into a bar. It was, it was the Navy, I think. Was right? the Navy? No. Or Air Force. It was not the Marines. No? Oh, you know what? It might have been the Air Force because they do the water dives. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. God damn it. Right. See, maybe See? Dylan should host Dylan. the show on classic movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll put Produce. the shot collar on you. I, I'm not young enough for Doug. We're going to put the shot collar on young Doug. guy. Right? <laughs> All right. Doug. So when we come back, we're going to talk some entourage words, script written by Bobby Weiss, season three, episode three, Dominated. All right, welcome back. Victory the Podcast, Season 3, Episode 3, Dominated. Um, you know, uh, we've talked a little bit about this episode because we had Dominic Lombardozzi on the show. It feels like we did it a bunch. It feels yeah. like we did it twice because we had Dom on, A, to just interview him, and then we had him on to promote the podcast. We ended up talking about some of the themes, mm -hmm. but actually watching the episode was great. Oh, uh, yeah. it's awesome. Was, I don't, and you know what? It was a lot of fun. That's the, I think that's the first time we did that. We all sat down and watched it together. Yeah, that's the first time. Pretty that cool. So, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I'll say this again. Like, I know the reaction to Dom, as you guys remember, was so bad. People bugged out. He, you know what it is? And it is exactly what I wanted. And, and Rob wrote the script. But, uh, you know, it was my idea to, to bring one of our crew from home that Rob and I, we grew up in the same place. So we have a bunch of these kids that could have come out. Dom is so good. And I think when we were writing it, we wrote it a little broader, almost like a more John Candy type of annoying guy. But Dom is so real. He brings some levity mm -hmm. to it for sure. Yeah. But I, mm -hmm. but I think he brings gravity. I think. Well, he, yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It, it's very real comedy. Yeah. yeah. It's very real. Comedy. And he's tough. He's just like big, strong guy, too. So. And you see how big he is next to all of us. And you just, you just don't get a, an actor vibe from Dom. And I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. It's like this is a dude yeah. that stepped off the airplane on a, you know, on a JetBlue flight 32F, like, and came out and is like crashing. <laughs> In the house. Yeah. And just so everybody knows again that that Dom was my first choice for Turtle, not after meeting Jerry. Before I ever met Jerry, Mark Wahlberg introduced me to Dom, and I'm like, you know, there were there was part of me. I'm not going to lie, and and Mark probably doesn't even know this. Part of me thought Mark was going to play Vince at some point. <laughs> like I'm going to write this script so good that Wahlberg's He's gonna not like, going to be able to help himself. He's wow. not be able yeah. to help himself. So I'm like Wahlberg and. Dom, wow. you got a crew now for sure. Now yeah, HBO right. immediately sensed what I was doing, and they were like, "And this is no insult to either of them, who are a fucking amazing." Well, it's but, a compliment. But HBO was like, "We're not doing like the Sopranos in Hollywood," so <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just thought they were too tough and too. 
And when well, what Mo- about me? I'm too tough. <laughs> you know what's weird about you, Dylan? You could fit in with Dylan, that crew. Dylan does both of them. I only fit. I only check one box. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, you fit both of those boxes, but I don't think like I don't think you see Grenier rolling around with Dom and Mark. No. You know? <laughs> also, too, I I can speak from experience, and the good thing for me and my buddies were is that we were always friends with you know Leo and Mark were friends from knew each other from the Basketball Diaries. Yeah. So. We were always kind of under their protection, for lack of a better, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like we would sit at different tables, but no one dare fuck with us. And Mark and his buddies were in the in the house. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, they would sit in one corner and just have a giant ice chest of beers. Right, and they would all just drink beers, and it was it, it, it was pretty wild. But it always he always was nice and comfortable when you knew Wahlberg and his buddies were in the house. And yeah. you know what, those guys they are they're like Dom too. If you like you with Dom, you do feel like you have a little bit of protection. And Wahlberg, you know he's a he's a tough guy. You don't want to fuck well, with no. either of them. Well, we no, open yeah. this episode in Mastros. Now Dylan and I love this. Now what what is Mastros? Is is a there's only, they, they only, only but it only exists in California, right? There's only one of those, right? No, no, no. I, I no there's more than one. There's definitely one in uh, Calabasas. No, like, but I'm well, saying yeah, like, it's California, in California. Uh, like, do they have a uh, Mastro's in New York? There's one in uh, Malibu. Malibu. Yeah. There's a great one in I Malibu. I thought it started right in, in Chicago. Ocean. Maybe I'm crazy. Actually, Maybe I, it does. Maybe I think, Morton's did. I I actually think, unless I'm crazy, Laura Levy used to well, work on a show. Well, that's what I was going to say. Her uh, dad owns it. Something like that. I We had some connection to Mastro's, but we shot this opening scene where we're celebrating the success of Aquaman and Mastro's, and Dylan and I always joke because they're there is a signed poster yeah. of Entourage um, on the wall. Near what season was that? Like season? Se- season three. No, this is it. The first time we shot at Mastro's. Was this, was this yeah, episode. but I don't think the poster is season three. It was it's a like a season, season five It was poster. a season six poster. Season six, yeah. It's a signed poster that's up on the wall. And every time every time I'm in Mastro's and I yeah. walk to the bathroom, I'm not going to lie. But to well, I get a little bit of a pit in my stomach <laughs> thinking, hopefully we don't we don't we haven't been replaced with yeah, yeah. I in hope, treatment. I or, hope the poster's still up. <laughs> Game of Thrones, a signed yeah. Game of Thrones yeah. poster. And not to bring an aside, anyone who's watched our Ficto videos knows what happened. But uh, Connolly oh, owns Doug Goal, and, I, that's and, uh, Doug and I got in a fight. <laughs> but forget the fight. But Connolly owns Goal, named the dessert after me as like a tribute to me, and then took it off as soon as the show got canceled. So, <laughs> so hopefully, Mastros, it's still there. The last time I was there, and I, I used to go to Mastros twice a week. That yeah. place is awesome. I love it. It's I amazing. love it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of the day that we're replaced with Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before we're replaced. Well, they didn't shoot Game of Thrones in Mastros. That's so true. I doubt <laughs> they would replace. Oh, that would be but, a great uh, episode of Game of Thrones, though, at Mastros. By the way, the King Crab at Mastro's, you could see we're shooting it in the scene. I was I was sucking that stuff down like crazy. No, and I'm not so going to lie. I remember Crafty, like props guys, they were like, could someone talk to Dylan? He's eating $640 <laughs> worth of King Crab. Yo, you want to hear something I love funny. King Crab. So it's so Dil- good. Dylan and I have the same business manager who loves to call and like tell us how reckless we are with, yeah, <laughs> with Tom our, Carr. Tom Carr. Slow down, down on your with. spending. Right. He knows everything that you do. It's funny. He could track you wherever you go. Um, but every time he comes into town, he gathers all of his L.A. clients and we take him to Mastro's and we absolutely go out of our yes. way to smash him. Yes, over the we face. go. We look at the most expensive thing on the menu. We order like five of them. Yeah, it's like, well, what are those seafood trays? Let's get two of those. Yeah, a couple of seafood towers. A bottle of Opus. We, I mean, we absolutely crush yeah. it. The seafood tower there is insane, insane. by the way. It's but our incredible. poster's there. We love it. It's a great way to open the episode. It's a yeah. great way. And you know what? Like when we were just watching it, um, 
it feels so real and so mm-hmm. alive and so kind of, you know, which I love. I think Sinatra's playing. I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Sinatra it going. It feels Rat Packy. But know? He, also, he also did, you know, and I'm not getting want to get too technical here, but he did long lens kind of sliding around, just yeah. kind of finding yeah. people for their dialogue as we're talking about the success of the movie. And then they tee up, which I forgot that it was actually Aquaman the Ride. <laughs> yeah, the Ride. Flags. Yes. That's how you knew the show was big because that's big budget shit, man. Was, yeah. that, was that CGI or did we really put? A uh, uh, an Aquaman logo on that roller coaster. We put we put a logo CGI on the on it, but uh, obviously Six that roller flags. coaster was not uh, the Aquaman ride. Right. Although they're probably there probably is one now, now right? Yeah. Well, gee, I forgot. I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah what they should have did it then. They could have could have got a jump on it. <laughs> but we go and then we come home. Right, and, and, and the door's at, open. That house and the door's open. Well, right. like, oh, Arnold's crying. Why did the door open? Why is the door open? <laughs> and we hear, yeah, we hear Arnold cry. And where? Turtle says, maybe we should leave Vince in the car. If anything happens to him, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but Dylan, do you remember this? I had a great line there. I can't remember. What was you that? had a couple great lines. But Dylan, <laughs> do you remember this? We were, you know, where we're, there's this scene where we're walking down the hallway and like everybody's grabbing a different weapon. So we're, yeah. we're sort of walking and it's dark and we're all being, and I had this great idea that I was going to improv this line. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Jerry, Jerry always loved this one. I was like, we should be careful. Could be a burglar. And Dylan was like, Jesus, cut. What an improv. Come on. <laughs> a burglar? Is that the best you got? That's your improv, Connolly? Maybe it's a burglar? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? We go back to the top. I mean, these Let's guys. Go back to the top. These guys fucking We both me stared up. at you like, are you kidding? Are Dylan, you kidding with that one? Dylan was offended at my attempt at uh, some improv. So, but you were, right? you uh, just, I, I just want to be clear on this. You were just real excited for that line or what? I, I just. He thought it was a good one. I did. <laughs> I knew it was stupid, but I thought I actually thought that E would have kind of a corny reference to it. So I, 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 I was definitely successful, and also watching it, I realized that it didn't make the cut either. Um, but there we and are. And then we smell food. We smell food. Well, you were cooking something, right? And he, yeah, no, I was. He was. He was cooking something, right? Yeah. And I'm right. like, oh no, is that my gourmet kielbasa? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna kill this guy, whoever he is. And then there it is, and it's Dom. Dom. Watching, w- watching porn, by the way. It's yeah. in the background, but Dom is- He just no got out of jail. Nothing wrong with that. jail, and he's watching porn, which is hilarious. You know, I mean, his- What an entrance, by the way. I mean, he comes yeah. in and just takes over that scene. And, and he does a B&E on the house. Yeah. That's and, breaking and entering, for those who you don't know, know. And I just, I love his dynamic, which, which is, look, I always wrote- E and again Rob Weiss's script, but I had my my fingers on it. I always wrote Ew. E in my. Uh, you had your fingers on it. <laughs> Keep your fingers to yourself. I mean, they're Please. so childlike. I can't wait to my own podcast with e- the young people. He calls me Ebola. Ebola. <laughs> I mean, just like everything he does, though. I always wrote it from from kind of how I see my perspective, and I had a couple of those guys from that I grew up with who were just fucking killers. And I always think about them. They, they would hit me with messages. They still do, by the way, like coming out, got a screenplay idea, got this. And I just, the way he comes in is really kind of uh, fascinating. And I've talked about this before, but the, the day after this episode aired, 
my mother, who was... You she know, hated it, right? She hated it. And God rest her soul, um, she, you know, she really was not hiding it. She goes, I-, I was so disgusted by this episode. And I know all of it, him naked in the kitchen, everything about it, but... That's it, what you wanted? You wanted that to happen, I right? wanted it. It feels really real to me. It I mean, feels, the people really did not want a fifth character in this group. They didn't want a fifth character coming in and fucking with the... I mean, whatever. They, they don't really care what happens yeah. to E, but the minute he stepped into drama and turtles uh, world. Pulling the Lake Crusade out of my hands. He's cooking and driving. I mean, come on. But like, give me the pan drama. <laughs> put it in your head. But the start of it is he comes in and obviously he's calling Ebola. He can already feel the tension between them because we know probably in, in high school, E was the guy like, maybe we should like distance yeah. ourselves from this guy like, a little oh, bit. How long are you in town for? How long you- <laughs> we, we have to talk about that one scene because you guys busted my chops about scene stealing ever yeah. since this. Uh, so it, he's there and... Um, well, first, first we go out. We go to the club, right? And and we're oh, sitting. Oh, right, right, and right. Dom's oh, was that before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's on the way okay, back. Okay, okay. So we go on to the, the club, and I, I'm I'm racking my brain. I don't know what club that was. I couldn't put my finger on it. I was trying to figure it out. But he's kind of holding court, and he's talking about how he, people had Vince's picture up, and like no one could believe I knew Vince. And you're like, uh, what, what about me? He's like, oh, they believe I knew you, John. <laughs> 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 really, the dynamics just fun. keep coming in, and, and in the, the beginning, we're all like, "Oh, you're so dumb. You're the best. It's yep. like old days. Well, that's you what, slay me, dumb." That's it. Dylan. Dylan has like three or four that, to me, I, no matter when he says it, it just fucking kills me. Dylan does the <laughs> hysterical. Oh, or, you're hilarious! Hilarious or a uh, classic. Dylan yeah, Johnson, yeah. <laughs> not scripted. Dylan does it, and he's like steals the you stuff. slayed me just, just to build him up so that. It's even then we're like, get him out. I hate him. <laughs> right. It well, makes it really funny. Well, I'm Dom like, gets slapped in the club. He gets slapped. In the oh, yeah. He gets slapped by some And girl. then when we're walking back into the house, this is where this happens. Uh, yeah. And he goes, well, e, I know you're like the leader of this group. I'm like, well, <laughs> right. So we're, we're doing the scene and he's like, listen, e, I know you're the de facto leader of this crew. That's not scripted. Dylan's barely in the Dylan's like off in the background of the shot. And the first take he Dylan, <laughs> I, I can't even look. He's behind me. And Dylan, Dylan's like, well. Yeah, well, and I look over at him. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy just fucking improv the line and stole the fucking scene from me. Because that then even I was laughing. And then I, I did mean, it I again like, because he, he goes. Then yeah. he goes. Uh, now, Vince, you're the only one who could play me. Well, and I'm like, well, well I mean, if- <laughs> and I just want to jump back for a second. We'll get right back to the scene. But in Mastro's scene, we were watching it here earlier. And Dylan said, because you watch that scene and it does. It feels so real. These guys are walking out. They're walking out at a pace that looks like this is this crowded restaurant when they're all extras and stuff. And they're all trying to find the camera. And Kevin, you said, what did you say? I was trying to find the camera there because there was no there was five guys. So what's the responsibility? Let's talk about this. I is- love having to find the camera. I know I have lines. And in the beginning, I was like, how could I get my line in? But uh, you realize you force your way. You force your way in there. I'll pull guys but aside. But do you also feel? I'll lean on top of guys to get the line in. I five love Five guys, though, are going. And that's, to me, what makes it feel so real. But is it also, is there a possibility? Have you been in scenes with people where they are trying to block you? Where they're trying to kind yeah. of. Or they make it a little uh, harder yeah, for the you. doors. I remember there were so many guys in there. <laughs> Val Kilmer? The, and I didn't have the chops I have now to lean in and like pull guys aside and just Val lean Kilmer, in there. Val Kilmer would have said, My character wouldn't have done it me. either. But, you know, drama gets in there. So it's a different vibe. And but. also, too, like this this is one of the uh, the instances where being on the uh, shorter side works out for you. Because <laughs> I have, they front. put you in the front. Well, 
have to be in the front. Jerry yeah. and I would have to be in the front, and Dylan was always kind of trying to weave his way in Trying and to find the camera. To. He I had mean, to. It Dylan just has a such a, a natural vibe. Dylan, dude, this is, I always think about this, too. Dylan, we, Dylan's got a phrase for, you know, when you're trying to find the camera, you're not, the camera's not supposed to know you're trying to find the camera. Yeah. And yeah. every once in a while, inadvertently, you, you, you hit the lens with your eyeballs. You shoot one down and the Dylan's barrel. like, Cut, we got to go back. I shot one down the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> and then we actually, one season, we counted them up. We were like, Connell, you've had, you got six <laughs> barrel shootings. Yeah, we, 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 we were keeping would, stats on yeah. people shooting one down the barrel. But Dylan would not leave it to, to fate. If Dylan shoots one down the barrel, cut. We're going back to one. Because yeah, you really have to find out where the camera is if you want to. So you have to use yeah. your peripheral a little bit. But it's kind of tricky. So we're back at the house, though. And Dom's got this script uh, on paper, which, you know, no one would do today. But but 10 years ago, I had written so many scripts <laughs> but, like that. <laughs> but I also I also say to Vince at the club, I'm like, dude, he wants something. The movie's number one. And all of a sudden, Dom shows up at the house. Like, how'd you find out where we live? Star maps. You know, oh, they, no better way to start your freedom with a good breaking and entering, Dom, huh? Everybody's like, be nice. He, be nice. And then sure enough, he pulls out a 234-page handwritten script. And I roll my eyes at Vince. I'm like, see, I told you. And he loves it. Vince is like, oh, he brought you like, a gift. He brought you a gift. He, be nice. He brought you a gift. It really is funny looking at it. What do you guys think about this? Because I think so much of Vince's character that people don't really get is he likes it's like Julius Caesar. He likes to make everybody like entertain him. He knows this is going to go bad, but right. he also likes to, to put everybody uncomfortable a little bit before he fixes the situation. You know, right. he's like, yeah. what are you getting all upset about? Let him drive. Let him do this. Let so him I don't cook. know. Let him drive. Yeah. Take the, yeah. take the morning off drama. <laughs> I didn't think he thought that it was going to go all bad, but maybe he did. Yeah. I think I, he I sees he, that. But anyway, well, but, he's done that a few times. He does that a lot over the course of the series where it's yeah. like Vince is like kind of fucking, he's like kind of almost like bored and he wants to yeah. see a little shit starring because he knows yeah, yeah. that he could step in at any second. Look, the character from the pilot turtle, you want to go to the playboy mansion, put on a, Rangers jersey and some pads and, and Arnold's going to assault yeah, you. Right. So he yeah. likes that kind of entertainment. So yeah. anyway, when, when we come back, we will get into uh, these guys going out in the world with Dom. We're talking episode uh, three, season three, Dominated. And the guys are just all over E. They think he's just being a whiner. Why does he hate Dom so much? And then we wake up in the morning with uh, I... I I really laughed hard as as uh, uncomfortably un PC as that scene is. Uh, Dom with the hooker, yeah, and and you know, truthfully, it was very much a closed set. Uh, the only person that saw that was myself, and I believe Todd Dosri's the camera operator. Everybody was gone, but I popped my head in and I like closed the door and I like kind of waved to him. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you could hear him screaming from the house, and you cut into the kitchen, and and Dylan Drama's like. <laughs> hilarious he almost broke my record if he went another minute longer he would have broke my record (laughs) it's so funny and then uh, you know we've talked about it but we you know it was a homage or we stole it from baby boy but baby boy john singleton's movie he comes into the kitchen completely naked and you know dom talks about it on this show but dom Dom coming in though i mean you talk about an actor who never ever said do we need to do this i mean that's that's the kind of actors you want to work with and he was just comfortable as hell coming into that kitchen I don't think he was comfortable. He was not comfortable, but he did it anyway. And right. also, remember, he you, said he didn't like that. Dylan, didn't do like, you remember, uh, this maybe too much information, but do you remember what he was, did he have a sock on? <laughs> uh, I think, some, he, uh, you know, they give you those 
No, he had nothing. I on, what they he call had nothing them. on the back. It's, he, he had, had something some, on the front. He had some of dramas kielbasa's. <laughs> no, but it doesn't show from behind. It's literally like a sock. I hope he it just, wasn't one of my socks. It covers, <laughs> it covers your whole package. But he comes in and he's drinking. He's drinking at right out of the orange juice thing, which again immediately bothers Funny. E. He's drinking out <laughs> yeah. of the orange juice, and yeah. it, and also too. By the way, people say it would have been better if it was milk. Yeah. That's even worse when people <laughs> right. drink milk. People be like, "Oh, you and E, are the, yeah, E and I are like that way. Uh, that E and Connolly." Is not a fan of Dom drinking out of the orange juice container. Well, it's still so funny because I grew up we did that. It's so with disgusting. our family yeah. members. Yeah. With our yeah, immediate yeah. But family. Even so, I wouldn't do that with my family members today. I wouldn't no, freaking, no, no, hey, no, no. thanks, Dad. Let me have the oranges. But 25 years ago, it was not a thought. And that's why in the pilot if again. you came into my house, Doug, and you fucking started drinking the orange <laughs> juice, I would <laughs> call you right someone out. someone else's house, you I idiot. I would call you right out. But I'm saying, say but in the, in the pilot, because E and Connolly, while, while Connolly's a little tougher than E, in the pilot, Connolly was like desperate to get a glass and, and pour the filtered water <laughs> tap into his water. Yeah. I'm like, you're from fucking Queens. Be a man. Put your face under the no, faucet. You, you smoke yeah. a pack of cigarettes yeah. a day. Don't grab that little And I remember, spigot. Kevin, you were like, well, nobody drinks water in LA. It's you true. drink bottled water. It's but, true. But it is. Or you filter. One of the one of the many ways the world has changed in yeah. 25, 30 years, though. Just dumb now when I watched it, him grabbing that orange juice. It is disgusting. <laughs> and, I'm and watching it. Vince, Vince walks in. He <laughs> picks up his orange juice. I'm like, Vince. And he's just <laughs> going to stop him, but it's too late. Right. I'm, he's like, what? I'm like, never mind. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> but the famous line of this show, of that episode, is clearly him trying to take your Le well, Creuset. What are you been... doing my Le Creuset, bro? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's. I don't even know when we really come up with the drama is this chef, but it keeps growing and growing and growing as we go. And uh, and Dylan got better and better and better at it as well. Like, Or or he, he took it a lot more seriously as you got going, right? You were... Dylan would say things like, somebody will appreciate these eggs smoking. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. in, the in, in America eggs. will see I, the I steaming I put a lot eggs. of detail. You really did. Stuff. Did you, you really know what did. a leg crusette was when it happened? Do you no, remember? I didn't. I didn't None of us that up, did. And I didn't know how to say it right, too. I remember we all talked because I right. – Lake Crusette. Yeah. We, had a a of a meta, we had a bit of a Medellin situation. So, I mean, there was a lot of uh, – We had a Medellin situation. Which, by the way, I, I ended up with $3,000 worth of Lake Crusettes after that. They oh, sent wow, me shocker. like – Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Interesting. I would like some. Interesting. I said the freaking line. Do something. Give me one. Give me some. I cook all What do you want, Dylan? Say it. I want Lake Crusette. I want a whole series of beautiful orange Lake Crusettes. Give me that drama. What does he say before I – Give me that drama before Planted in your head. In your head. <laughs> you know, and, and listen, him calling me Ebola and he kind of picks me up and rattles me. Like, the audience was fine with that, but Dom's first strike was that La Crusette. Yeah, well, that's when it changed for me. For, <laughs> yeah. for, for Johnny Drama, he's like, boom. Yeah, yeah you're not hysterical anymore, Right, that bro. was not hilarious. Yes, not <laughs> hilarious. Well, that's what I think is both funny about some of the writing and Dylan's amazing abilities to change so quickly because it reminds me of the Jimmy Kimmel thing. Jimmy Kimmel's a prick, Jimmy Kimmel's a prick, and then Jimmy Kimmel wants you to come on. I love Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. you know? And this was the same thing. Like, yeah. I love Dom, I love Dom. The second he gets into your space, him. he's he, got to go. He's got to go. Gotta go. It, so it also shows the power of drama and Turtle c- combined because when he drills Turtle in the yeah. in the arm and then takes over, he's dead. And yeah. the two of them together, and now we're teaming up. That is a powerful yeah. force. Oh in the, yeah, in you the don't world. Mess. That is a powerful you don't mess with force. Them. So he takes the keys from Turtle. <laughs> he's like, I'm doing the driving. I've been driven in years, Vince. <laughs> But he punched Jerry in the oh, arm yeah, we so many it. times. He he had, Jerry. Jerry had a lot of bruises. And he felt bad about it. <laughs> and he was like, hey, put a pad on there. But Jerry was like, Jerry's no, no, I don't too, need a pad. He's too proud, He's bro. too proud. Jerry's so I went proud. like this. I took some 
some of the sides. I crumpled yeah. up the paper and I put it under his arm to protect his arm because you know how Julian is. He'll do way too many. Julian was not the guy's arm. It's true. Punched. I literally was like, guys, I think we got that. A million I mean, times. We on. had it we, the first time. Punched That's him 24 times in the arm. And Jerry would still be he's standing so, there he's getting so punched proud. in the arm. He's getting he's, a beating. He's not going to say anything. I took the paper. I rolled it up. I stuck it under. Dylan and it stuck saved sides him. into his arm to, 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 give, to give him a to little save help Jerry. to blow. To, to save help Jerry. the blow what on a, his arm. Yeah. What, what a he's guy my, you are. He's my boy. What a guy you are. And, and you know what? Looking at it now, though, I mean, Jerry's a strong kid. I mean, yeah. guy, whatever, he's like 60 now. I don't know how old Jerry is anymore. But, but those are, that Dom was a looks pretty huge a pretty next serious, to you guys. That's like, a pretty serious yeah. blow that he that Well, next to those guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, in the perfect example, when we talk about you turning on him, right? Like, everything was hilarious until the La Cruz set. Yeah. We go into the gas, when we're in the gas station and Drama and Turtle see Dom stealing candy bars. There was, had the La Crusade incident not happened, maybe that's hilarious. Yeah. Now that he's on drama's shit list, yeah. He's yeah. Like, this guy stole He stole a candy bar. Did you see that? I can't wait to tell E. <laughs> I'm telling. I'm well, telling. It's also in the car because, I mean, the thing was clearly designed and written to be like a family and drama family totally are like the little kids who are all bitter. They're not getting the presents from dad and Vince is, you know, basically <laughs> the father. But I, I you know, you're what, Dylan, what were you saying in the car? You just kept muttering like under your breath about the deodorant well I yeah well, when he walked out we're arguing we walk out he's like get off come on i used to do a big deal i'm like you don't use another man's deodorant <laughs> which and you and then turtle true. goes well you used vince's i go yeah but not a roll-on <laughs> you don't use another man's roll-on you know which, drama probably would use vince's roll-on way, on so no. then we're in the car and we're like i'm like hey, get your elbow out of my spleen turtle and he's like you stink that's because i'm not wearing any fucking deodorant Do, dom used drama's roll-on and listen hey, uh, it yeah. goes right in the fucking garbage can yeah, after I mean, that right he's so probably then, had armpit hairs still stuck on him god only knows so he's got now everybody's everybody's trapped in the back seat of the car and that's what uh all yeah. the, the hubbub's about yeah and then we get to the gas station and dom is now committing crimes with vince which listen <laughs> even a small crime like that would be very embarrassing it for the guy with the number look. one movie of the <laughs> country the day before the opening <laughs> yeah, of the uh, uh the, yeah. the roller coaster ride yeah like if, if Connolly was with leo after the titanic <laughs> opening and stole a nestle crunch bar from the <laughs> 7-Eleven. I think that would be pretty ugly story. So. That's pretty funny. And that 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 uh, that park scene at Six Flags was epic, man. Well, then he he assaulted a, a paparazzi too. You know who remember that was? That? that that that's what I wanted to talk about. I had that in my notes. That is the original. Do you remember this? That guy that played that role was E. L. Woody. He is the original Hollywood paparazzi oh, guy. That's right. That's Rest right. his soul, he passed away. But yeah. for many years in Hollywood, now there's just so many people with cameras. But there were two or three guys that would stand outside of the club with the long lenses, and they got you. And you could have relationships with them. It became a bit of a negotiation. E. L. Woody was always very he'd bury you if he had to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he'd give you a pass if if, if he could. Mm-hmm. So we had him had him on the show. He passed away. He E. L. Woody did. Celebrities Uncensored. It's funny because then Harvey did TMZ and basically made hundreds of millions of dollars on E.L. Woody's uh, idea. Mm. But uh, yeah, he, he 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 passed away and in uh, a whole new uh, genre. Of right, well, well, rest. I didn't know you were such a paparazzi lover. Oh there. yeah, no, I knew. Paparazzi. I thought you were gonna cry right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I was sad. He was he was a good guy. And by the way, he was more, a good guy. More people should have uh, had his tact. For lack of a better word. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to take a break, but when we come back, I'm going to have to tell you guys, as much as you didn't notice it, you skipped right over all of Ari's Oh, well, stuff. that's what I was going to say. No, we got to talk about that because I got a funny, a million funny lines all written right, down. Good. We're going to talk about the storyline with Max, the actor, 
and uh, who, what's what's her her name? Sarah. Yeah. You don't remember the character's name? I mean, why are you embarrassing name? me? <laughs> God doesn't remember the character's spot. name. I mean, I'm okay, fucking yeah, 53. I'm not Phil Mickelson. <laughs> Season three, episode three, Dominator. We skipped over some great stuff with Ari and Mrs. Ari, Perry Reeves, and Cassidy Lerman, who played Sarah. So I, I know Dylan. Dylan. Where'd this idea come from? <laughs> so I, I mean... Came obviously. Hold I, on, hold on now. What were you going to say about Dylan? That you don't watch. That you don't scenes. watch Ari's scenes. I mean, it was funny. Actually, I knew you were going to say that. Even when we were watching before, and and this is not to knock uh, Perry or, or Jeremy because I know how good Dylan thinks they are, but but he, he checked out. He was writing his notes. Well, he's like, making feverishly. notes. I wanted to make notes for his scene stuff. before for my. So for I had something stuff. to talk it's about. It's not his responsibility to. to I didn't worry say about it was. That. That's I'm, your responsibility. I'm, I'm just yeah. telling you what the world is. I'm not. I'm not yeah. vo- judging. I'm just saying he could care less about Jeremy. That's all. Listening, but it's it's a great thing. Yeah. You have a, a young, a young up and coming star actor that yeah. has a has a has a crush on <laughs> Sarah uh, Cassidy Lerman, Ari's daughter. Yeah. And then, and on one hand, it's innocent because you know whatever they're ten. But on the other hand, Ari just knows what actors. Yeah, do. I mean, yeah. but also that that story did come from my own life and and my daughter, which she'll get mad at me that I even talk about this. But I have videos from her guy at the time which i swear she's like six or seven sam looked like travolta in <laughs> in freaking uh welcome Greece. back Cotter, oh, okay welcome back. Wow. like big giant blue eyes wear the freaking leather jacket to school and i go into my daughter's room who's like seven and she's her feet are dangling off the bed and she's lying like with the phone you know how like a teenager does it but she's like seven like on and the I, phone <laughs> talking to a boy yeah and i walk in i'm like my who are you talking to and she looks she's like yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like six or seven years old. So I, I, that's where that came from. And I thought that kid was awesome. Yeah, he, by the way, yeah, he's I mean, probably a giant movie star. Like, <laughs> who is that? You know, we should, uh, we should, we should probably do some research. Dylan, you didn't do that, did that, you? No, no. But you realize that Ari doesn't like actors. He's like, he's an actor. I, I, I know actors. I work with them all the time. Stay away from them. And, and Mrs. Ari says, he's a nice boy. Nice boys don't have nine cars. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, he's right. I mean, there is no one who wants their daughter dating a teen star right which not that Connolly was a star I was not a teen but Connolly was working and if he would have come near my fucking house there would be a big problem. on happily ever after I was 22 bro I was far from a teen how about star. when you're doing matchbox ads at seven <laughs> yeah, you would have been yeah. at my house honestly you look a little like Sam you look like the kid yeah Maya he, he should does Connolly look like it that I mean, would be good for him that I haven't seen him in a long time but I thought this stuff was great and Perry and Jeremy just have right. such great chemistry but there's like some funny ones in there that he's he's in the running to take over the cody banks franchise (laughs) it's ridiculous do you know secret agent cody banks that's hilarious that was huge back then i'm actually surprised there aren't like 10 more of those movies there might be but i'm sure that's in the works somewhere uh, yeah so but it was funny and then it all comes together because he's going to the park also right be good press yeah and we get to the park and i love it that like I'm looking at it now. We're writing survivor lines, and that show is still going. Like when he says, uh, yeah. You've been voted off the island, or whatever you guys say. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> tribe has spoken. I want him out. When you, first time we see him, uh, Ari walks in. He's like, Hey, what are you guys doing in there? She's like, Max is showing me scenes for the new movie. Like he's watching like uh, a rough cut of some movie he's working on. And, and the first words out of his mouth is, Yeah, director was really up my ass when we were doing this scene. <laughs> he also this calls her babe. Can you imagine, Dylan? And then he tells Ari, no. Then he tells Ari, like, What? Me and Sarah are not exclusive. He sees him with like a bunch <laughs> yeah. of other girls. I mean, it really is a f- super funny. Piven's awesome, of course, and so is yeah. so 
was uh, Perry Reeves. Well, Conley, I think you can sort of almost relate to this. Conley is days away from starting yeah. to deal with this stuff. Who knows? I might, by the time this airs, you know, it could happen at any yeah. time. Can now, you imagine, so. though, that you walked in and your daughter was had some guy who called her babe when she was uh, 11 yeah. years old? By the way, oh I, I gotta, I'm got. i with Ari on that one. I That kid is packing <laughs> real yeah. quick. Yeah. If, he's, if he's not a blue-collar kid, he's out the door. I can't I'll wait to see Conley and his daughter. It's going to be fucking <laughs> He's going to be frisking guys at the door. Empty your pockets, son. Absolutely. I mean, what he did to the UPS guy in the florist is nothing compared to what he's going to do to his daughter's Max, if he gets cute. Yeah, so we get to the theme park, and we got Chris Albrecht's daughter, Kate, who's awesome, who was in the show, played Debbie Mazar's assistant. And what do you guys remember, like, getting, I mean, I don't know who likes a roller coaster or not. Was anyone, like, not wanting to get on that thing? No, we loved it, but here's what it is, and you could, I mean, anybody, I mean, how many times can you ride a roller coaster? I mean, that was overkill, too. I don't even remember. How many takes did we I don't know. Probably, like, five or six full runs on it. (laughs) That would kill me. Yeah. By the end, it's like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like, I can't. We can't do another. If I recall, Jeremy didn't like the roller coaster. Yeah. I I don't think anybody did. Dom's afraid of heights. (laughs) Is he? Piven hated the roller roller coasters. I love roller coasters. So the first three times was great. Actually, I I enjoyed every time. For me, it was weird because Vince and I have, like, a pretty decent-sized scene that has to time out time exactly to the, it, us going over that dip where yeah. I tell him that the tribe has spoken and uh, Dylan, uh, Turtle and Drama want Dom out of the picture. And uh, he's like, well, I'm making him head of my security. That's how the episode ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boom, into the tunnel we go. But this is pre-drone. How did we get some of those shots? Do you remember? We had it up on a we had it up on a higher ride, as I remember. We, we How, what, the what higher ride? Zoom can, lens. Yeah, I mean, we I, as I remember, we either had a crane or we, had to be a crane. Yeah, or we we mounted it on another ride. I'm trying to remember, but that. it was yeah. way up and it was tracking with. I don't know. I how think it was, it was on another ride. There, there was, was some bigger rides, like to, the Goliath ride. We're gonna have to see. get Julian on here. Maybe to the talk one that, that drops the free fall. Maybe it was at the top of the free fall ride, something yeah. like that. But I there was, was a couple, Goliath, but... couple tricky I'll shots. I'll tell you what I think is interesting. You're calling Adrian Vince all of a sudden. What, what's up with well, that? Well, I'm just trying to keep the lines straight. But you were calling so him Dylan. What... Okay, well, I'm, I'm a little off today. But at least I know podcast? everybody's name. At least I know <laughs> everybody's character. He name. was on a podcast, I saw. Grenier is on a podcast. Did anyone see that? No. It was strange. I sent it to you, bro. You didn't see it. <laughs> the next episode, which is uh, Guys and Doll, and it's Bruno Kirby and Dom. And it. Uh, for those of you that have listened a little bit, this is the day of the infamous St. Patrick's Day Massacre. Now Dylan. I'm going to break down Dylan's drunk performance. Really being <laughs> and drunk. yours. Yeah. And yours. I'm going to make a suggestion, which I'm sure you guys, you know, Conley doesn't like adapting. Why don't we eat some edibles and do that episode? I mean, I think it'd be great. Look at the nerves I, on I these guys. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know. It should be a fun trip back to Malibu. You're used to this stuff. Right. So, <laughs> Doug, you I'm, live I might be on edibles. I'm you on your I couch, would, Connolly. I would get you an Uber. I would not let you drive to Malibu after taking it I just think we mix it up a little bit, but whatever. Just the St. Uh, Paddy's Day Massacre, so you guys will hear about it uh, next episode. But uh, it, was, uh, it was a wild ride. It was and, a wild uh, ride. <laughs> but, yeah. but the next episode, and I know people have been asking, on Friday we will air... The film festival episode. We will finally announce the winners. Yes. Break down some of the movies. And it was a blast. And I thank you, everybody. And uh, can't wait to highlight some of these movies. That wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Kevin Connolly in the live room. And guess what, guys? Vito's Pizza is waiting. Let's go get some victory. Victory.